Hello, Talbot Village, Lambeth, and Silverleaf. This is the LTVS podcast, and today I am joined by my co-host, Jawad. Hey, everyone. And John Dorsey, who is the CEO of Event Connect. John, thanks for uh, joining us today. Hello, how are you? Fantastic. Nice. Fantastic. Well, fantastic is a good answer. It's, you know, it's, it's very cliche. What can I say? Sure. Yeah. You know, you got a lot of shit going on in the background with the kid, family and kids, but nobody wants to hear about that. <laughs> yeah, so thanks for coming in. Um, this is the 12th episode. For those who are not completely aware of what we've been doing, um, we opened this up from initially from Talbot Village into Lambeth and surrounding. All it is, is is neighbors getting to know neighbors, business owners kind of explaining who they are, but most importantly, what separates them from the rest. Everybody kind of understands what a doctor does, what a, what a dentist does, but nobody knows the guy behind the, the lab coat, so to speak. Sure. So we all know John wears a lab coat at his, his, yeah. his office every day, right? Try to. Yeah. Try to. Yeah. So John, why don't you explain yeah. to us? So Event Connect. I think I, I had, I, I've heard of, I've heard of Event Connect before. All right. And for my and correct me and tell me I, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but do you guys so is is Event Connect? Um, are you guys basically just helping um, organize, whether it be uh, tournaments and things like that? Like you guys are just organizing, helping companies organize events. Yeah. Is that the idea? So we uh, we started this, I think almost ten years ago now. And the problem that exists in youth sports is that there's a lot of technology that exists. I'm like a tech nerd forever. And there's a lot of technology exists in youth sports, but there is no tech that brings it all together. So we dis- we discovered this years ago that you guys don't have kids yet. Oh no, you have little yeah, kids. Two kids. Little kids. Two, okay. Yeah. And so, so when, he's got kids. I've yeah. got one. I've all got right. One. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so when they get like to seven, eight, nine, ten, right through the teenagers, right, they will play some sort of sports probably. So they'll play hockey or something. Right. Let's say. And so they're gonna go to a hockey tournament. You have to register for that tournament. You have to go book your hotel room for that. You have to do your schedule through this. Right. You have to know where to go, when to stay, when to come, when to leave. And so we decided to bring all of that into one technology platform. With not using us, you use four, five, six different pieces of technology to do that. Right. So I'm, I'm the guy that tries to build that. And uh, we got a pretty big company in London right now. I think we're, um, I think we're 70 employees now. Nice. Um, and so, yeah, it's been great. We've been at it for a while. My last job, historically, or what I did before this, was I started a company called Arcane. I know uh, Arcane well. Yeah, okay, with uh, Eric Varden. And so we built that up, and then we sold that majority sale in March of 2020, if you can believe that. Oh, yeah. We're oh, probably nice. one of the only companies in the whole world that has a literal COVID clause in the contract that the buyer could have bailed out on their clause. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow! So it just—it's a weird timing that could have happened, but yeah, yeah, yeah it's cool. Sure. Yeah, it's cool. So for like for for event connects, so like I, my little guy, he's he's seven. He plays in the Lambeth minor league. Okay, and so yeah, we're we're literally in the process. It's funny you mentioned, like we're in the process of doing a tournament. Cool. upcoming. Yeah, you might use us. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Right. I, I don't work like I know the Lambeth the back ends yeah. admin. I, so I'm I'm helping coach. Okay, thankfully that's all I have to do. Oh, coaching back best. It's fun. It really is. Are you are you good at it? You know what? It's <laughs> there are some days where I feel like all I'm doing is babysitting and disciplining kids, because yeah. some days the kids don't want to do a drill to say like I mean you sure. have and they're just, all they want to do is hit each other with sticks. They just want to look for opportunities to you know crash and bang in the corners. Yeah. Getting a bunch of seven year olds. Sit down the line, pay attention, and do these drills for the next 10 minutes? Eey. Well, strangely enough, running companies and coaching 
you end up using a lot of the same skill sets. <laughs> Interesting. They're the same problems. Right? Okay. How do you get a group of people to go in a direction that you need them to? Right. And um, that's more what like I'm like super interested in. Like I my my background is tech, but like how do you grow and scale these companies? Um, and everybody has different opinions on where that thing needs to go, right? Mm-hmm. Just like a team. Seven-year-olds are the best example. They have no idea what's happening, and they just all either run to the puck or run to the ball <laughs> yeah. or all run away from yeah, it, yeah. you know. Um, and, yeah, I find a lot of similarities between those two problems. So it's, I, I think it's cool. Coaching is probably the most rewarding thing you can do. Oh, it's, it's been a blast. Yeah. I, I even, so I started coaching the, um, the Timbit soccer. Yeah, I've been was three. That was, <laughs> yeah. that was an experience. I don't know how else to put it. It was um, it, it, the we said at the, at the start of the season if we can get our if we can get the kids to just run in a straight line with a soccer ball and come back without yes. losing their minds, tripping, chasing a butterfly. Like we've it was it was a success. Yes, I don't know if we got there or not, but well, it, it, to me, this is like one of the problems in the world that we have is that you go your kids go to school, they go to this, and you. Put them at a desk and you say, okay, you got to do this and you got to get a mark and you got to get 100% or something like that, right? But you're never working with the person beside you, normally in a school. Right, right. right? It's a terrible atmosphere at school. It's terrible. Yeah. And then you then you rip them out of school at the end. You go, okay, now you're smart. Okay, go into work, start working. Figure it out. And <laughs> to me, I think it's hilarious because you take this person, you train them to think like this, and then you put them in a work environment. You go, all those things that you learned at school, they're basically irrelevant. Because <laughs> when have you ever in business worked by yourself with a 100% execution pattern and expected nobody to help you get there? It never, ever happens. Absolutely. And so I'm like, it's so interesting. Sports is way closer to working because you got it's a teamwork. Yeah. All these people got to work together, triangulate the ball, whatever Absolutely. you want to do, Absolutely. and get it done. Yeah. And you're like, man, how did the world get so confused? It's fascinating. I find it, I guess, unless you're literally doing a factory job where you yeah. have this bolt to put in or something. But you know what? Right. You know what? Thank you for saying that. Because, <laughs> because we, we, we've talked about this yeah. plenty of times before. And um, schools to a, a lot of, you know, a, a certain degree are, the skills that you get there are kind of... Well, they're antiquated. Irrelevant. Yeah. And I think the workforce and the job and the world have revolutionized and evolved and changed quite drastically from when the original school system got put in yeah. place. Yeah. But they never really caught up. No. Well, they have no idea how to change. Right. And then now you go to university or you go to school or you go to college or whatever the case might be. And you're absolutely right. You go your first job, they look at you and you say, everything that you've learned... Irrelevant. It's kind of irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. We're going to yeah. reteach you everything. Yeah. And the soft skills that they rely about, working in a team, yeah. and um, you know, doing presentations and yeah. talking to people, yeah. and then talking being able to adapt and being able to learn on the fly, she go. They you know they generally go. That's what we want you to do. Yeah. Um, and then all the knowledge that you have is forget about it. And and I don't say this from a point of like negative towards teachers because I actually think that is probably the hardest job in the world. Yeah, amen. Uh, they are left with dealing with some bureaucracy from the top of some government yeah. guy and then dealing with teenagers that have raging emotions. And so how do you, how do you live in the middle of that? Yeah. And so, but I just think as a construct, it's hard, not necessarily to the individual teacher. Yeah. i got lots of friends that are teachers too, so I want to make sure I say this right. But, yeah, we got you. you know, they, they have a hard job and they're also confined in their job, but they have no flexibility in that typically. Yeah. But I have heard some teachers are like trying to break these molds and trying to break some of these chains. I just don't know how the construct could handle 
like the testing of a kid is an example. It doesn't even work in today's society. So I, I'm just more interested. And I told you I'll talk about anything. I'll go in any random direction. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm the, sorry for the whole, no, the whole point of these things. We, as we said, there's supposed yeah. to be casual conversations. And yeah. I love it. Yeah. And, and like to your point, I think so what we're actually starting to see is, so myself as a mortgage agent, we're seeing um, schools. So I've, I've already done it with the French school board and we're seeing with the English school board. They want yeah. us to come in and, and help teach sure. credit and financial literacy because fuck the amount of clients I deal with who are late twenties, early thirties that just don't still don't know a thing about finances yeah. or how to, how to budget or how to, it's, it's, it's wild. Well, I need a lot of help there myself. I have no idea what's happening. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken yeah. like a true entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> oh, love it. Yeah. yeah, so so event connect. So yeah. you guys obviously help. So terms is it just is it specifically tournaments or is there is there different facets of what like we we try to stay really focused on what we call a tournament director. Okay. Um, these are the guys putting on a weekend tournament, typically hockey tournament, soccer tournament, baseball tournament. Right. Um, and what are the needs that that person has? So how do you run a four hundred team tournament across a weekend? Right. It's insane. Yeah. These guys have rinks and fields all over the city, and yeah, they're, they're managing all the little bit of economic impact that a small tournament has is way bigger than anybody else can imagine, and that's in Canada. Now, you, you, most of our business is U.S. side. Okay, um, just said the sheer economics of the way that you sports works in the U.S. is much more entrepreneurial driven. Right. It's a business. It's a Let's, business, right? It's a very, it's very yeah. much a business. It's a huge business, right? So you take in a tournament. Um, you're putting, let's say there's 400 teams coming in, right? Uh, so this is pretty normal for a large soccer event. You're bringing in 4,000 kids into a 400 city. 400 teams. I can't, I can't actually yeah. wrap my head around a 400 team tournament. I know it's, ma- it's madness. I know. So like, a lot of these parks <laughs> in the U.S., they're 400 acres. You know, we think of like the Western Fair here with the five plaques or four pads or whatever they have over yeah, there, right? Yeah, yeah. These things are 400 acres, of fields. These are sod farms, man. <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. Uh, and so the logistics that surrounds how you manage a big tournament, um, one of the biggest things on that is the hotel side. Like, how do you get all these people housed? It's 4,000 kids. Yeah, yeah. You're mm-hmm. like 8,000, you're at least 8,000 people, every kid has a parent, right? right kind right. of bringing it in, right? Yeah. yeah and yeah. normally it's two and a half, three people coming in per, per family. So you're talking huge economic impact. You're talking. The London Knights game, 10,000 people, every city of the U.S., every single weekend, times every sport. That's how big the industry is. And nobody really even thinks about it. No. And you're like, wow, that's a business. You're like, oh, fascinating, right? To us, it was like, it was an industry that had yet to be digitized. And as a tech guy, there's not, there's not a lot of those left where there's been, there hasn't been enough good technology invested into that, into that business problem. And so we were like, oh, man, this is awesome. Let's go and try to figure this out. And we've, mm-hmm. had, we've had great. I mean, COVID sucked. <laughs> yes. Sports and travel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I got beat up just a tad bit, right? And uh, so we just had to double down and try to work our way through it, which we've done. We got lucky on that. We got lucky to get through that. So it was a cool experience. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. just from, from somebody with, like, you know, slight degrees of OCD, you know, if, if you get, like, so you have an app. Yep. And this app just basically... It says, hey, idiot, here's what you have to do. Yeah, go to this game, go to this rink at this time. Be Amazing. Here. Yeah, be here and do this. Love yeah. it. And any, so, so obviously no no cost to each individual user. It's just you build a team or the organization. Yeah, yeah so we're interesting. And we built a business model that tries to make every all the people win in the scenario, right? So in our, in our world, we have 
the players and the parents. We have the tournament director, the business owner, and we have hotels. And those three people interact together on the platform. So we can actually give away the software for free. And those, the interaction of those three people is what generates the revenue for all of the parties. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I was going to ask, like your initial, your main connection is with the tournament organizer yep. or tournament director. Yep. But then you sort of utilize that to build another business to business connections with the with hotels. hotels and yeah. everything else. That's correct. Right. Interesting. Yeah. So it's one of those interesting sort of win-win-wins going around. Yeah. Uh, we Because of our scale, we can give better rates, hotel rates than parents can find by themselves. Right. And... The tournament directors need all the technology, else they have to pay for it in five different units. And the hotels want the ability to sell their rooms to these people that they have no idea who's coming to the city. So because you can bring all that tech together, I call it data transparency, clarity. Um, It's just an interesting business where you can build, by connecting more people with more transparency, you can build a new type of business. I think you guys probably end up in this world a little bit. If I was to put my brain that knows nothing, by the way, on, on your side of the world, but you're connecting, you know, clients into banks, into into lenders, into brokers, right, and right. you're like, you need to be able to create value by bringing these people together. And by doing so, yeah. you create value. Absolutely. Right? You don't have the bank of money yourself, but you're able to bring these people together. Yeah. Kind of the same scenario, really, at the end of the day. Yeah. And like, I mean, to your point earlier about, you know, apps and, and data or or. Uh, tech available in the space like the mortgage world surprisingly like we we've been archaic right for way the hell too long right and we're only just starting to get some some tech ourselves yeah so guys i i i, I don't know a damn thing about tech yeah, yeah like honestly i i can understand high level what the hell yeah. you're doing sure but when you get into like the nuts and bolts of it not my yeah. area of expertise whatsoever but i love hearing like the idea you feel like you could talk about this for next like i was yeah i got yeah, there's so many questions in my head. I just yeah. don't know if I can ask them or not. <laughs> ask them, yeah. I mean, to me, tech is weird, right? Tech is you want... I think at the end of the day, you're trying to solve the boring things that people used to have to do. Right. Like signing a contract, right? You'd yeah. have to fly somewhere to New York and get somebody to sign this piece of paper. Well, technology can do way better than you wasting your time going flying there and back. Yeah. To me, technology is those things where you, you interface uh, to make things more efficient. People will sometimes construe that as I'm trying to replace people, right. which is completely wrong. What you're doing is changing the job that a person gets to do. Yep. And nine times, 99 times out of 100, you're making their job better because you're taking away the stupid part of the work yep. uh, and the mundane part of the work. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's where tech is cool. Like, how do you digitize certain workflows so that it's not irritating? Because historically, they're pretty boring. You know, from right. copying Excel spreadsheet to Excel spreadsheet. Yep. Copy, copy, copy. Yep. 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 But, you know, you, you solve that problem, and now that employee can do a better, can do something more valuable. To me, that's how, I, that's how I approach tech. The unfortunate side of tech, that if we look at today, is I'm kind of pissed about it. Like, I started coding when I was six. My dad, oh, wow. my dad bought me this little VIC-20, you plug in the TV, black and white TV, and you write this code, and you go to bed, and you have to delete, delete it all because there's no storage, right? Amazing. Um, but today, the tech used to be where you could be, like, there was a wild west to it. Like, everything was open, and we were basically trying to beat the crap out of the government. Like, fuck those people, right? <laughs> um, and, and now, it's like, the government's, like, too involved in the tech. There's too much manipulation and yeah. BS. And, yeah. And I'm like, man, this isn't what we wanted to create. This is not where all the old coders wanted to make. This is right. this has become like mainstream news art. I'm like, this, none of us wanted this. Yeah. 
So I'm like fascinated. We have these two two worlds. Like you have this cool stuff getting made, and you got this stuff that's like almost manipulation. Yeah. And they both get called tech, and I'm like, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Right. It's not. You, it's you not like the out of the box thinking, super creative. Get, yeah. You know, keep your hands out of my play box type of. We could build anything really. Yeah. You put your mind to it, but it's like it's not. But we didn't want it to be used for some of these stupid things. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's fascinating. Anyway. And how do you deal with so like? The big thing that I was reading the other day is all these people pissed off at the Walmart cashier, you know, the fact that, oh, you know what I mean? So tech's gone to a point where to your point was, well, we're replacing jobs, yep. we're, we're taking stuff, but then those people can go and do other things. Sure. But now people are having a hard time thinking, well, I'm going to Walmart and now I got to do everything myself yeah. because they have it all, you know, digitized and you do all the scanning, which I love, by the way. It's like, fuck, just in and out. In and out. Yeah. But people seem to hate it. Yeah. And like, where, where do you draw the line between we need to innovate because as humans, like if we can make lives simpler and we can put our brains and our, 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 our intelligence to greater things, yeah. like, the hell, we don't need to be scanning food at a checkout. Yeah. I, I mean, I think you're going to trend into an area that might be a little dangerous here. Hey, uh, <laughs> well, we, we, I mean, we're going down politics yeah, yeah. as long as we don't touch on, on religion and we'll be, be okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that type of tech, I would imagine that most people don't want to do that job, really. You I mean, most of the time that job was done because you're either protecting against theft, which would have been the number one reason you'd have a scanner. Absolutely. Uh, and you'd have some version of customer service on the checkout to say, hey, was your experience good and bad, blah, blah. Yeah. So I hate that we're losing the customer experience, although I don't think the customer experience is really created by somebody going, boop. No. Boop. I mean, I can do that too. That's cool, right? And so you feel bad because the, the, the population needs to upskill so much faster than they probably ever had to. And I think that's hard for people to do. And then you layer on, this is where this gets nasty, is the minimum wage is getting too high. So of course you're gonna end up in this scenario where you're like, well, I might as well just digitize that problem. That job's not worth 15, 20, 30 bucks an hour. Mm -hmm. It's just mathematically, it's not worth it. That doesn't make any value. Right. But the store still needs to be like, well, we need to have a good experience, in-store experience. And it can't just be the checkout line. It needs to be before that problem. Absolutely. Apple solved it. You don't see a checkout line in the Apple store and it's the busiest store you ever walked by. Yeah. Um, so there's ways to solve this. It's just, if you try to just apply, well, I used to have a cashier and now I have automation. That's pretty shitty influence of tech. Yeah. We, we could do a little better than that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, think, I, I love where you're getting at yeah. because he, he brought up two, two very great points here. And then one of them being, it's the reason for tech. Yeah. And it's the way tech is being used. Yeah. It's not to replace people. And absolutely, and yeah. it's not to, it's not for, you know, pure sort of bottom line business decisions. It's right. supposed to be for much better than that. Yes, much better than yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Make things better, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Better and more efficient. Yeah. Without taking our jobs. Well, I, I don't think there's a limit to the jobs. I think if you're, if you have a limited mindset, I guess you could think like that. I guess uh, uh, you would say, well, that's all the jobs that are going to be created, so we can't digitize all those because there'll never be more jobs for anybody. Absolutely. I just don't think that's true. I think there's a never-ending amount of stuff that people want for other people. Well, absolutely. Never-ending. It never, never stops. Now, you do end up with, like, how do you upskill fast enough in society? How do people learn? But people are pretty good at figuring that shit out. That's not that hard. 
Yeah, the, the it takes a little bit of energy. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And you're always going to find people that don't want to adapt. Yeah. You know, you know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. That kind yeah. of, those, those kind of individuals, you'll you'll never get through to either way. Yeah. But I'm a hundred percent on board. Like, and anything that's coming, even for myself, like you know, within the mortgage world, there's a lot of of, of applications that are trying to take away a lot of what a mortgage broker does. Sure. The problem is that a lot of what I do is conversations and, and strategy and, and really helping a client through that process as a one-on-one. Yeah. You're never going to have an application that can really walk somebody through a stressful transaction like that. Yeah. Yes, it can help with document collection, finding certain things, and, and breaking down maybe a lender for them, sure. Yeah. But there's still a lot of it that can't be done. So tech is, like, I mean, the growth of tech is always going to be there. Sure. It's going to simplify a lot of jobs and maybe allow individuals like myself to do other things. Do you think, like, people... Like a layman person looks at your job and says, well, you just have to be able to fill out like this piece of paper, like almost like a real estate agent. Like the job is to fill out this piece of paper. I don't know. Yeah. I really don't know. Behind the scenes, I tell you right now, there's, there's a lot behind the scenes that people are not aware of just the, like between, cause we're, we're kind of like the middleman, so to speak. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I deal with the client, client deals with me and I deal with the lender and the, le- with the lender, there's four different varying degrees of people that I have to talk to. Okay. From so each yeah, individual yeah. person and then there's, there's a lot that goes on in the back end and it's super stressful for myself and I've been doing this a, a while now for somebody else to try and do that themselves for the first time. Sure. I, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't do it. No oh. chance at all. Yeah. No way. I wouldn't know where that was for. You know what? Just just again to get back to yeah. to to John's point as someone who's in the mortgage business someone who's in the real estate business the tech was designed for us with the applications the people think that it's there to replace the value that we add right yeah yeah, yeah. but it's not to replace the value it's just to expedite the process in certain ways because whether you look at certain apps you know people get the house sigma and people get the realtor.ca and whatnot and they just look at it as like well it tells me what the value is and this and that so i can probably just do the job why why do i need you right but the direction and the planning and the sort of foreshadowing of what's going to happen next and, and planning accordingly, that's the yeah. value that, that I don't think tech can replace. It's funny yeah. that up. I built in 2002, I want to say, I built a company called Property Book. Okay. And it was back in the day when Realtor, or whatever they called it back then, I don't think it was Realtor.ca yet, was just a listing of homes for sale, yeah. right? It, was, it wasn't a map and it wasn't anything that made any sense. Just a listing of houses and you go, highest price, the lowest price or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah, no filters. And, and I'm like, this is terrible. And yeah. so one of my first companies was to build this little private book. I'm going, well, I got to be able to nuke all the real estate agents in 10 minutes. This is ridiculous. Because yep. all I need to do was put it on a map Give everybody a few filters to go price range, yeah, map yeah, location. Yeah, yeah. I want this, I want that. Um, and I was, I, you know, I was a young guy, so I was like, I just misunderstood the market of what people wanted, what agents were contributing to the market, yeah. and what buyers were really looking for. Because I was like, it can't be much more complicated than buying apples. <laughs> just yeah. Want, yeah. I want this price at this location. I mean... So I think, you know, Realtor.ca has come a long way since that. I'm going to tell you, they ripped me off, 100%. If I showed, like if I showed you my old, my old app, you'd be like, whoa. Um, but I didn't have a business model behind it. I didn't know how to um, monetize that product. Right. You know, was it going to be lawyers that bought it? That's just because I'm freaking early 20s just thinking I'm a hot shit. Yeah, but yeah, I can yeah. build anything. But it's like, you know, there, was a, there wasn't a business model 
of how to generate real revenue behind right. that. I was thinking I could charge for, you know, the interaction on the bid. Because I was like, oh, people don't want to bid face-to-face. It's too... It's too scary. I'll give you two hundred grand. You're like, no, I want two twenty. No, I want two forty. Yeah. I'm like, if you took the face off of that discussion, maybe I could digitize that piece of it because that's the scariest part for both sides. Yeah. And a lawyer comes in, solidifies the deal, does it all out. That was basically my business model. No idea how I was going to make money. <laughs> um, I love it. But you know, that's just kind of where the dreams that come up to try to solve that. But I misunder like to get back to this. I misunderstood the value the players were bringing on top of just the purchase piece. Yeah, yep, absolutely. And I didn't understand it. Too young. Yeah, but hey, I'm sure, like, I mean, it's it's layering on business failures. Like, mm. I mean, I, I've, when oh, I started, so I've, been, I've been doing this for seven years. When I started my mortgage, like, from my process, the, 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 the systems and processes, everything I use, like, I was basically, like, a single, single email with, you know, very lame word yeah. docs and like yeah. I've taken it I, I just compared to what you've yeah. done like I don't code and shit but like I've I've created processes <laughs> I've created systems <laughs> yeah like you know I, I don't use temp I don't use uh, word docs anymore for clients yeah. and I've, I've taken it but you, you you iterate over the years you learn from your mistakes and you get better and eventually you have something that's a home run and you know here you are you sell sell arcane and now you got yeah. this business it sounds like it's never grown a good. niche it's great. I, yeah. I, I would not, like you said, I would not have thought that there's a business model behind helping people organize tournaments. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Not going to make sure that the, those that are organizing our tournament has reached out or yeah. has something like that. You got to get them on there, man. <laughs> well, I don't, want, I don't want anything to do with the organization. <laughs> yeah. If I could just use an app, 100% yeah. best believe I'm using it. That's cool. That's cool. All right. So um, I think we're making, we're doing good on time. Jawad, do you want to jump into. Uh, w- Jawad's favorite part, I find, of these things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what am I in for here? Yeah. You don't know what the questions are? No. Um, but again, the rapid fire, All right. first thing that comes to mind. Sure. You just spit it yeah. out. Okay. First question is, um, what's the best piece of advice you've ever gotten? Fail fast, fail early. Yeah, we'll give you that. I like that one. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, people are, fr- people are afraid to make mistakes. You, and, and exactly. Yeah. You want to know why? Because... Again, going back to you're wired as you go through school that you're not supposed to fail. Correct. Yeah, that's a big problem. Yeah. Well, I think you are supposed to fail. <laughs> that's the line I heard. I just heard this the other day. I was like, it's, it's so simple, but it's like you've never learned anything by doing something right. You only learn when you do it wrong. You don't know, absolutely. You don't no, know absolutely. why something works. You have yeah. no idea why it works. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't work. You need to figure out how to fix yeah. it. Well, I have teenagers right now, right? So 17, 15. And my daughter's just about to probably go to school next year. We'll see if she wants to do that. And I can see it's like you just need to go out and try a bunch of stuff. Yeah. I'm like, just go out and for 10 years and try some stuff. Yeah. I don't care if it works or not. I could care less. Absolutely. Because you don't, you need to build this thing up that you're not going to win at everything. First of all, like, come on. You're not going to win at everything. And so break that, break that mindset faster. Mm-hmm. And I think for kids right now, you need to try stuff like way different stuff like I, oh i want tech i don't want to do that i want i want customer yep. service side okay i don't want to do any of that yeah just go and do stuff yeah you and don't know we don't but kids are like they want to be a dentist they're 15 years old they're like i want to be a dentist i'm like how, how the hell do you know that <laughs> yeah well it's because so, since you're three years old four years old five yeah. years old what do you want to be when you grow yeah, up? yeah i have no idea i don't know what does dad do i want to do that like i don't yeah. know yeah. i still don't know what the hell i'm gonna do 
so we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> that is an entrepreneur. <laughs> I, love I, no I love it. I love it. I love this guy. never settle. I love this guy. Yeah. Um, all right, question number two. Yeah. Uh, what's the one skill or talent you wish you have that you do not possess? Mm. What skill do I not have that I wish I had? Yeah. The number one answer that we receive is singing. Yeah, Everybody well, wants to sing. Yeah, well, I can see why. I played in a band for years. I, I know what that feeling is like. I can sing. He's got yeah, that cover. I can't sing. That's not what he's after. I have sung, but I don't <laughs> sing. I'm not very good at it. Sure. Um, that's a good question. I don't know if I ever think like that. So I'm having trouble answering that. I wish I was probably a little more, like, sophisticated, probably. I wish, I wish I knew, like, <laughs> how to, like, save money as a kid. I think that's probably a thing. I don't have a skill that I, I don't look at the world like that. Like I, I've been lucky in my life to surround myself with like opposite people. Nice. So, and I'm, I think I'm pretty conscious of that, that I don't, I like a lot of different types of, I worked for myself for years. So and I got bored because I couldn't go fast enough, yeah. couldn't do something fast enough all by yourself. Yeah. And so I just love different people, but I think that fills that problem of like, I don't have this. I don't know. That's I'm going to have to come I mean, back to that's this. That's almost an answer. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll take that. We'll take that. Hey, it's, it's unique. That's a very long answer. It's, it's unique. It's yeah. kind of like, a, yeah, it's like you, you don't necessarily, if you, you don't recognize that you have that skill set yourself, you yeah. find somebody that does. Yeah, or it's a completely egomaniac way of thinking. Like, I don't I know. I don't know. I actually <laughs> don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. like the answer. I, yeah, most yeah. people jump right to like singing or playing an instrument or something. Yeah, I, I do that. Very, but you know what? That's, that's like a... Again, I come back to it. It's a true entrepreneurial response because if it's a skill that I do not have, I'm going out and getting it. Yeah, like I, yeah, like I'm not I'm very detail oriented. Yeah. I'm not detail oriented at all. And I was just like, you know, how many people that are detail oriented can be around me? Awesome, bring them all in. It's <laughs> awesome, <laughs> love it. That's yeah, awesome. All right, third question. Yes. Um, what is the best book you've ever read? Oh my god, I read a lot of books. Um, Probably the one that shocked me the most, I think this is like 2000, was Outliers. That gave me like the biggest mindset reset. Okay. Um, I, it's, there were certain things in there, like when they talked about like hockey players and like if you're born in these age group or this month. Yeah, I read better, it as well. I was like, whoa, that's, I never even, never even thought of that, those kind of concepts before. Like anybody, anybody born in like January, yeah. January to February, they have like a substantially higher yeah. percentage of yeah. playing professional sports. Uh, so that was that's one that sticks out. Uh, I read PHP two, which is like the original one of the original internet programming languages back oh, wow. in the nineties. The only way to learn to program back then was literally go. It was chapters then, and you buy coding books and you read those books because the schools hadn't caught up yet. Yeah, right. So those had probably big impact on me. Uh, and then I'm like, I, I kind of I'm like super interested outside of the business world. Like yeah, yeah, most right. of the stuff I read is business stuff. Yeah. So I'm fascinated by like, by like, like ancient history, like just fascinated with like, just like how the pyramids are built yeah. and everybody fights about it. And now there's a guy that's come out and said it's even older than that. And like, I just find that stuff like super cool, like ancient England nice. and how those kings murdered each other. And I'm like, that's probably my like. My like fiction reading, although it's nonfiction, <laughs> yeah, uh, I just find it interesting to go like, man, the world is messed up, yeah. but it's super different than I think what we were told in school. Yeah, and, and like so, it's not ancient, so to speak, but like yeah. we were, so we were in Cuba last week. Yeah, 
And one of the expeditions we went on was just this old, old, like, I mean, super old little village in Cuba. And they showed yeah. you, like, how they were literally making the rum and cigars and everything. And that was just, yeah. like, it's, it's mind-blowing when you actually, like, you, it's, it's one thing to, like, see it on, on, on video or read about it. The other thing to actually physically be there. Like, this yeah, is, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is literally yeah. from, yeah, yeah. like, the late 1800s or whatever the hell it was. It was, like, the, one of the churches we were in, I think it was from the 1500s, the roof was a, a huge boat. It was Whoa. flipped upside down. Whoa. So they used, like, the boat was flipped upside down. You could see the inside of the boat. That that's was, a good that was a bloody bro. church. I'm like, that's not a bad idea. That's cool. That is so, cool. Yeah. Yeah, like, I was in Italy, and uh, I went with my girlfriend to Italy, and we were, you know, at the Colosseum, and you look at this thing, and you're like, oh, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I didn't, I think standing in front of it, you're like, this is way bigger than I thought. Like, oh, it's huge. When you think about things that are super old, you're like, ah, how big can that be, right? And you're like, oh, man. <laughs> Uh, and the churches, like we were in uh, Florence and seeing the Duomo and you're like, what the hell is happening here? It's like somebody built that for 200 years and the great grandfathers started it and the great grandson finished it. And you're like, yeah. we don't yeah. think like that anymore. Nobody's starting a project and letting their great grandson finish it. I'm like, it's just fascinating to me. Yeah. Like, time is so cool that way. Yeah, to me. yeah so, absolutely. Yeah. Love it. So now I'm completely off track of your question. No, no, <laughs> it's, it's, it's okay. It's okay. Um, okay, final question. Yeah. What is the one movie that, regardless of the time, the date, the day, the moment okay. you see it on TV, you're sitting down and watching it? Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Love it. Interesting. 100%. And then maybe Liar Liar. But Dumb and Dumber, always. Every time. Yeah, big Jim Carrey guy. Oh, man. It's it's one of the I mean one of the things with work right is you get busy and you get stressed out and, and the weight sits on you a lot especially running a company like you got yeah. a lot of people that you you feel for all the time and you're protecting them and you're like how do I make sure everything's going right and everything blah 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 and so sometimes you just need to do the dumbest things <laughs> to just reset and allow I play my guitar and I watch Dumb and Dumber that's how I do that nice. Yeah. nice I love it. <laughs> Awesome. Well, John, thanks for thanks for joining us. Um, for those that are still listening, um, as mentioned, we're we're trying to get as many of you on here from Lambeth and surroundings, Lambeth, Tel Village, Silverleaf. We've got a couple of bookings still into January. The whole idea, like you've like we've said, it's it's a casual chat. We want to get to know the business owners, what they do, what they do differently, and the personalities behind those those business names, so to speak. So, John, thanks for coming on. Yeah, we'll have, have this. Uh, we'll post uh, your name the company name how to get a hold of you yeah. anybody has any questions if there's any other Lambeth hockey teams out there planning some tournaments yeah, you'd be crazy from the sounds of it not there to reach out to John and his there team there you go there you go thanks awesome. for having me on man my pleasure thanks again